five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh. For the WDMA, we fight for direct marketing and direct mail every day. Well, maybe not today. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but, you know, Mark Ritson did an article on changing your logo with the rainbow and what he thought of it. And, you know, I, I really appreciate Mark's perspectives. They're not always in line with mine, but I appreciate that he, he's very thoughtful. And so I wanted to give him his due, and we'll be getting to that. But first, I thought I would touch base with, you know, I got on YouTube the best LGBT commercials. Okay, so this first one, I got a big laugh out of it anyway, so I'll just start with that, and I'm not even sure what it's for, but we'll give you the best of the best from 2020. If you dress well, you're gay. If you train glutes, you're gay. If you're into arts, you're gay. If you have body hair, gay. Speak French, gay. Eat yogurt at the office, gay. Gay, 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 gay. Gay, 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 gay. Gay, 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 So it's a Brazil festival for everybody. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, you know, that's, and don't forget tonight at six o'clock at Jimmy's in Minnetonka, we're having a beer together. So you can come and tell, you, tell me what you thought of that one. Um, but, you know, there's something to that. You know, there was, I, I found out, Long ago, there was a rumor around the high school because I didn't date much. I lived way out in the in the country and didn't have a driver's license <laughs> with everybody else uh, that I might be gay. And uh, so, you know, because I dress well and I uh, I can't think of other reasons. I didn't date much. But um, now I am happily married with four kids. And so you can you be the judge. But anyway, um, I'm going to talk about some of the things with branding. And so switching over to the PDFs, here's some of the companies that are doing their part. Hyundai, BMW, Solantis, Ford, Subaru, all show LBG, LGBTQIA plus support, which kind of which goes along with the everyone's gay deal. What I did learn from this article was... Um, in other words, that it's gotten so broad that um, that it may be losing its meaning, perhaps. But anyway, I didn't under I didn't know that June was a commemoration of the Stonewall riots, which really was mostly one night. Um, and I read about it. It was in June 28, 1969, back when I was in high school or so at the Stonewall Inn in Greenwich Village. And um, it, it happened that most, um, that in most states, except Illinois, I think, it was illegal, um, basically, to come out publicly as gay. And so the, the gay establishments, the gay bars and such, 
were run by the mafia and they paid the police off so that there was a police and the police uh, the New York City police raided this inn and um, the patrons fought back and eventually pushed the police into the into the uh, Stonewall Inn and it, it you know it it calmed down a bit after that but it became a rallying point and then um, several cities including Chicago had gay pride parades and that was kind of the start of the movement so whatever you think this is where it started and um, Malcolm Gladwell mentions Greenwich Village in his book The Tipping Point um, hush puppies were down to 30,000 pairs a year total in their brand Wolverine owns hush puppy and um, I didn't remember this but uh, or, but I looked up hush puppies and there was a story about a rock star that was almost electrocuted. He was rendered unconscious um, because there was a short in his amplifier and they credited his crepe sold hush puppies to saving his life. Found that out. But anyway, um, hush puppies was down to 30,000 uh, pairs a year and suddenly it went up to uh, it went up to about 400,000 pairs and then about um, about 2 million pairs. And so they hired investigators to find out why it happened and if they could trace it back. And it turned out, well, part of it was because um, there was a movement, fashion movement, you know, moving away from suits and dress shoes, but tennis shoes were not quite enough formality. So... Uh, that kind of the hush puppies kind of fit in that niche or niche and um, but it was actually traced back to two gay men in Greenwich Village who thought they were cool they were walking by a, a, a little shoe store and it caught on so um, so anyway there's there's a sort of a tradition that was one of the most well-remembered stories in the book of there's a tradition of gay influence and many marketers try to capitalize on that so let's get over to, to Ritson and he talks about Marks and Spencer changing their logo uh, for um, for gay pride month Marks and Spencer got in trouble it's not in this article but they got in trouble a couple of years ago because they came out with the L L I've got a LGBT sandwich and they patterned it off after a BLT but took out the bacon and made it vegan and you know some people liked it but some people said it was pink washing uh, and that's kind of what Mark is talking about today is transforming logos for pride has lost brand impact and become rainbow washing well or pink washing as they accused uh, um, Marks and Spencer of so they changed the Marks and Spencer logo, and it's getting some bad press, mostly because it's also the Queen's uh, Platinum Jubilee, and, you know, people think, well, maybe you should have put a crown on your logo in commemoration of that, but they said, their spokesman said that they had spent plenty of money celebrating the Queen's uh, Jubilee, and they have special merchandise, their stores are full of it, uh, for the Jubilee, um, so anyway, i Put, I think that's the right logo. I'm not 100% sure. Um, so 
so everyone's missing <laughs> everyone's missing the point except mark obviously when mass marketing starts arguing over who gets the specially altered distinctive asset for the month it's probably time to retire the whole code playing business forever monkeys cannot run the zoo especially the zoo's special surprise tricks unit which designs things to influence the monkeys without them knowing anything about it forget tokenism how brands can generally appeal to lgbtq and then there's a couple more ai plus consumers distinctiveness and differentiation uh, there's only two reasons to alter your logo refresh a well-known asset absolute in the 1980s started messing around with the silhouette and advertising and the impact was astonishing okay so you know I, we used to be brand police i used to work at a company that did logos for big name companies and um for a couple of years we advertised on our catalog that we knew the at&t rules and you could we could get you approved merchandise even though it wasn't pre-approved by their um by their logo police and finally they came after us the logo police came after us but the logo police is was a real deal in a lot of companies um in 1998 the google founders took a well-earned holiday and went to burning man and so then google doodles doodles were born and uh they you know keep changing their logo for whatever reason whatever they feel like by changing the most central of branding devices the logo marketers could grab attention and impressively paradoxical and in an impressively paradoxical marketing move making people remember the traditional logo far more clearly as a result it's funny because the google google logo has always been a rainbow but here's the important point but when everyone does it all the time often for the same reason over the exact same period is the effect so impressive and basically the answer is no um is there there's a different reason for playing with the central code like a logo it can generate distinction but on a deeper level it can also convey brand meaning and aid in differentiation but when everyone's doing it nope you can't so uh rainbow marketing just doesn't cut it anymore let your actions be between now and pride this is um this is from lily zhang in the harvard business review a year ago and she said you know do something different don't just fiddle with your logo the brands that zagged while others zigged are now seeing everyone zagging it might be time to zig again you must first appreciate the superficial that the superficial symbolic support like logo changes can often obscure and obfuscate the need for brands to enact more meaningful deep-rooted action and uh, we saw so many big bland, brands blacked out their logos in support of black lives matter only to carry on with an exclusively white leadership team content in the knowledge that they were supporting the brothers and sisters out there with temporary pantones and outraged press releases if black lives matter to brands where are your black board members which is a question worth asking right we talked about i saw an article yesterday about uh, a longtime hollywood writer who said it's really really hard to get work uh, if you're white and male and over 50. 
and uh, he was one of the most famous Hollywood writers of all time. I forget his name. <laughs> I don't really have a list in my head of Hollywood writers. But, um, you know, it's, it's a, still a form of racism. I did a show on Black Lives Matter. It was sort of equally difficult, like this one. And I pointed out that if you gave to Black Lives Matter, it really just went to a non-deductible um, Democrat fundraising site, um, which is okay. You can give to that if you want, but that's where the links went. And um, so you have to be kind of careful how you support these things. You know, I was more impressed with, uh, with Domino's, I believe it was Domino's, I hope it was, um, who were giving to to actual black charities rather than Black Lives Matter, which I think is a, I think now we've, we've seen where the money went on Black Lives Matter um, to mansions and other things. So, so Mark doesn't really give us an answer here, but I would say exercise caution. Um, I also did a show on JCPenney and how they wanted to, um, they wanted to have a much more gay friendly marketing and also felt like they could be fashion leaders like hush puppies um but it pretty much totally backfired um you know their market was families coming to buy some shirts for dad who then buy some clothes for kids and maybe buy a washing machine and um you know there was some question in my mind when they when they started cooking it up the, the marketing guy from Apple did it, um, whether or not they could pull off the fashion conscious, you know, if you, if you bought your outfit from JC Penney or Jacques Penney, as my mother used to say, would you actually tell anybody? And my guess is probably no. And so they lost $4 billion in valuation and, um, went back to coupons and back to school specials and sort of that sort of thing. So, you know, it can be a double-edged sword. It can be misinterpreted uh, as the as the Marks and Spencer support uh, with the special uh, vegan sandwich was. Uh, marketing is tricky. And I saw another article that I didn't talk about today. And the, the, uh, the head of Indeed... I think the CMO or CEO uh, was saying that there were so many causes that marketing needed to address. And, I, you know, sometimes I just think that's probably not the real job of marketing. You know, the real job of marketing is a truth well told, is telling the, telling the, the world how they can benefit from your product. And that's, and that's where we should keep our main focus. I'm okay with other stuff. You know, certainly I talk about other causes and other issues, but mainly we should keep our focus on improving the product, improving the customer experience, improving the world by delivering good products and good messages. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. And don't forget, tonight, come over and see us at Jimmy's in Minnetonka. You know, we'll be sitting around talking marketing and happy to discuss this too. Bye-bye.